you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Upsize Your Leadership, the podcast about tapping your full potential as a leader. Your host and guide is Dr. Mike Armour. Dr. Mike has personally coached over 600 executives and managers, many of them at the top of America's largest corporations. If it's time to upsize your leadership, here's the man to show you how, Dr. Mike Armour. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Upsize Your Leadership, the podcast about enhancing your impact as a leader, wherever you lead, whatever your role. I'm glad that you joined us. You are in for a special treat today. I'm sharing an interview which I had earlier this month with Ron Hollyfield, who has some of the broadest experience in leadership training of anyone I know. Although he specializes in equipping managers and leaders in government settings, especially at the local and regional level, he is an ardent disciple of leadership wherever it's found. I asked him to visit with me about how expectations of leaders have changed in recent years, what's behind the change, and what leaders need to do by way of response. As he always does, he laid out some practical yet thought-provoking recommendations which are sure to help you upsize your leadership. My guest today is a longtime friend, Ron Holyfield, who has carved a unique niche for himself in the field of leadership. After years of leadership in local government settings, he recognized a need for smaller communities, suburbs, uh, smaller towns to draw on the same quality of leadership training that was available in the large urban centers. And so in 1999, he formed Strategic Government Resources, a company that brings together groups of smaller communities in terms of the departments and the various uh, activities they're involved in to provide them customized training that meets the need in those arenas. And not only is it a national program now, he has done work in the international arena with his concept of building stronger government. As a result, he's worked with thousands of leaders and has a perspective on leadership that I think is very valuable for anybody. Ron, it's good to have you with us today. Thanks so much, Mike. I'm enjoying being with you. Okay, good. You've uh, been watching the, the, the evolution of leadership over a number of years now. In that period of time, what do you see as some of the most striking changes in what is expected of leadership in today's world? Um, what's happened is I, what I perceive is as things have become more uncertain and more unstable, um, we, we talk a lot about the concept of VUCA that the Army, the U.S. Army War College came up with, the volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity is kind of our new world. The more that that concept of VUCA becomes the norm, the more people are hungry for stable, calm, thoughtful leaders that they really can look to. Um, and sometimes that provides bad leaders. Sometimes people look for somebody just because they convey strength. 
And then those usually are not very long lasted, but, but there is a hungering for clarity of leadership. And so one of the things that we see is an increasing focus on leaders that communicate, that leaders are values oriented, and most importantly, that they walk the talk of the values that they talk about. That's where I see the greatest um, gulf that tends to occur is that if you go back a long time ago, people were a whole lot more basically accepting of whatever the leader said. Today, they'll really challenge the leader if the leader is not walking the talk authentically of the values that they proclaim. And we do a lot of values work with organizations and really consistently that issue of authenticity of leadership and then related to that, authenticity of caring about those employees. They want to know that the leader really does care about them. Those two things are a real shift that has occurred to a more personal sort of leadership style in today's world. So you're telling me that one of the real shortcomings you see more and more is a failure to recognize just how important values, relationships, and a consistent lifestyle are for anyone in leadership. Um, I would say it's yes. The only thing I would twist what you said just a little bit is that um, there is a there is an increasing recognition of the importance of that. So what's happening? I think the I think the failure that you're citing is a product not of a change in leadership. I think it's a failure of leadership to keep up with the change in expectations, if that makes sense. In other words, it's not a new failure. It's a gap as followers have become more focused on what they expect out of leaders at a higher level of authenticity and values orientation. The leaders that don't have that in today's world, it is becoming more obvious of those gaps. In your judgment, what accounts for this change in expectations from the followers? Why do they have this different sense of what they want from a leader? Um, I think it's two or three things. Um, one is that we have a couple of generations now that have grown up in an era in which organizations give no loyalty to the individuals. So employees no longer, and, and in the younger generation, they look and see with their, with their parents and with aunts and uncles that had been very loyal to a company and then the company goes under or the company raids the retirement plan or whatever. And so what that's done is it's created a sense of shift that says, I'm not loyal unless you're loyal. And, you know, 30, 40 years ago, that was not the case. We tended to view our value was in our loyalty to an organization. Now what's happening is that there is a mutuality of expectation that those employees are going to say, if, if you're not going to be loyal to me, I'm not going to be loyal to you. And so to build loyalty, loyalty is based on largely trust and transparency and competency. You've got to have those three things for somebody to say, that's a leader I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing to follow. And the real challenge for leaders is to create the level of trust that where they're leading, people will follow even when they don't totally understand what the future looks like. And so part of it is just simply a generational shift that has occurred. 
Uh, and then part of it is in back to the concept of a VUCA world, we've got this environment going on that everything feels like the, the ground is shaking under our feet. So much of the time in every aspect of our lives, it feels like we're standing out at the edge of the ocean in the surf and we literally can feel the sand moving out from under our feet. And we have that sense of instability. And so they're looking for leaders that they can believe in. And um, that's, that's true whether you're talking about a faith environment, whether you're talking about a business environment, and honestly, whether you're talking about a family environment. Almost any setting, that issue of we're looking for leaders we, we trust and can believe in. So it, it sounds to me like what we have done is to move to a, a view of leadership that really dominated the world up until the rise of scientific management. Absolutely. In the 20th century uh, and into the early part of the 21st century is that we confused management and leadership and management by its very nature builds structures and organization and hierarchy and in many ways a distance between the manager and the managed. But historically, the leader was there among the people helping them deal with the uncertainties, the chaos, the unpredictability that was around them everywhere where in a world where when the bad guy showed up, we had to fend for ourselves. There was no 911 to call. Absolutely. So we're now getting back to the genuine sense of leadership in the original sense of the term, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Leadership is very personal and present. And the absence of a, a leader who is absent is no leader at all. And a leader who's invisible is no leader at all. That personal aspect, that personal relationship, or at least as much as it can be sensed um, in a large organization is profoundly important. Okay. I know one of the things that you really emphasize in your trainings is the importance of approaching leadership from the perspective of being a servant. How does that play into enforcing the kinds of things, the kinds of attributes that people are looking for in their leaders today? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that you've got to recognize is that you can never make a culture shift. You can never make a culture authentic of what you're looking for it to be unless you create alignment of systems. That's really that marriage between leadership and management. If you don't have systems alignment in how you hire people, how you promote people, how you discipline people, et cetera, you will not achieve authentic culture. And what happens in one of the great failures in so many organizations is they will give lip service to the concept of servant leadership, but then they have systems that are running counter to that. So one of the, the single biggest challenges is to create alignment between the stated values and what the systems are creating. Uh, we do a lot of values workshops with organizations and what we typically do, it's actually a very simple process, but we'll go in and meet with all of the employees. Sometimes it'll be a series of groups so that stations can be manned and all of that. But we basically break them up into triads, groups of three. We really do believe there is something magical about the quality of intercourse that takes place in groups of three. And then what happens is we ask three basic questions. We ask, what are our current organizational values? 
and consistently about 80% of the employees say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And when we share, okay, these are what you've got on the wall, based on what you now have heard, are these the right values? And consistently about 80% of employees will say, yeah, these are the right values. And then the third will be, what do we need to do differently? And the answer about 80% again, maybe more like 90% on this one, is we need to be authentic. We need to, we need to actually walk the talk of those values. Because what's so important, if a leader establishes a value that then they don't walk that talk authentically, it's not just that you fail to instill the culture, you undermine the credibility of that leader in every respect. That leader is no longer trusted on routine things because they're viewed as inauthentic. And so the the employees or the followers look at them and go, if he's not serious, if he's lying about what's coming out of his mouth on this topic, he'll lie to me about something else. And so it's profoundly important to create that alignment. Um, With regard to enforcing it, number one, it's really about the systems alignment. But number two, if you, as you begin to create a culture and you begin to hire and develop and promote people based on adherence to the cultural norms, cultural values, the control actually becomes self-perpetuating. It becomes the, the, the natural norms in the organization, but it requires for, the, for that to become the norm, it requires that the leader is constantly talking about it. Uh, Patrick Lencioni, in one of his books, he said, until the leader has, has, until the leader is being made fun of because of how often they talk about the values, nobody's really going to take them serious. Because it's at that point what a leader does when they are talking about it constantly, part of what they're doing is they're painting themselves into a corner mm-hmm. and have to walk the talk because it is so omnipresent. As you were saying that, I was thinking back to a conversation probably 20 years ago now with a client in which we were talking about the importance of values, as you are, and uh, he was making the distinction between the values that are espoused and the values that are embodied by saying it's the difference between values and virtues. He described virtues as values that have feet on them. I've always loved that description. I like that. So the challenge is to take the values on the wall and turn them into virtues in the culture. (laughs) Absolutely. When the leader has accomplished that, then leadership has really done its job. Absolutely. Ron, do you have any parting thoughts for us today on these topics? Uh, We're just about out of time, but you've always got such a creative uh, ideas and contributions to make to this kind of discussion. Let me just close with that open question. Um, I would close, and this this quote actually came from Max Licato in one of his books, and it wasn't about servant leadership, but for me, it really defined servant leadership. It defined the role of an authentic leader, and that is, it's not about me, it's not about now. If a leader truly begins to walk the talk and, and become authentically owning that sense of, it's not about me, it's not about now, everything else becomes so easy. Because Mm -hmm. if that's your barometer, if that's your North Star, that's what allows you to become an authentic leader. 
Great, great. Thanks for being with us. I appreciate so much the time you've given us. Maybe we can do this again sometime. It would be Absolutely. My pleasure. Good to be with you again, Mike. Thank you. Good day and have a good one. Thanks. If this podcast resonated with you, I bet it would resonate with your friends and colleagues. Let me encourage you to share it with them and with others on your social network. Toward the end of the interview, Ron spoke about servant leadership. If that's a subject of interest to you, let me recommend a free resource on my website. I've recently added a new section to the site called Free Stuff. At the top of the offerings is an e-booklet on leading from a servant perspective. It's a reproduction of an interview which I gave around 2010 for a leadership anthology which was published a short while later. You can get a free copy by going to leaderperfect.com slash free stuff, all one word. If you are a regular listener, you may recall that I did a podcast earlier this year on the topic of servant leadership. The podcast borrowed heavily from the material in the same interview on which the ebook is based, but the book includes material which time limitations prevented me from including in the podcast. I look forward to our next visit. Until then, find some way every day to upsize your leadership. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.